And you're back with Encounter with God here on Faith FM. We do apologize for our difficulty with transmission this morning. We seem to be having some bugs in the system that we are working very, very hard to get sorted out. And if you did not catch that interview, you missed one of the best yeah. interviews of the year with Dr. Really John good. Ashton. It was really good. Um, talking about creation, talking about the flood, talking about how the fact that the whole world is covered with a uh, thin layer of sediment. Where did all that come from? Well, obviously that comes from water. Um, talking about, uh, I'm just trying to think of some of the highlights of it, talking about how that there are many examples, like in the West MacDonald Ranges in the Northern Territory, of sedimentary rock that is folded. How do you fold sedimentary rock? Something that has never been observed. The only way you can do that is if all the layers are soft and wet at the same time. You know, and he went on to say that he was talking to us, actually off air, we were just having a bit of a discussion how he was talking with some scientists yesterday who, had, who were saying that the, uh, the evolutionary model for the creation of, you know, the sedimentary layers in the world is just, has just become completely untenable to science. And uh, something that, you know, scientists are really going to have to face over the next couple of decades as they uh, will be forced to, you know, I think a lot completely of revisit this concept of I think of a lot of evolutionary science is more emotional than they want to think. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. But yeah, we have the Creation Conference starting today. Uh, where we do. is that? Where is that? That's at Avondale College. So give us a call if you would like to head over there. We will try and find a way to get you in. Uh, Dr. John Ashton will be speaking there um, along with many other speakers. And so tomorrow morning at 9.30, he's talking on cell structure. And on Friday at 9, he's talking about carbon-14 and its use in dating, etc., um, and, but there, I think there's 13, 14 other scientists from around the world who will be there uh, presenting on subjects. Uh, this will be one of the most faith-strengthening programs that uh, that will take place in Australia this year. How long? How, how four days? Three days? Yes, from today through to today through to Friday. <coughs> okay, great. And um, we just want to say thanks. Oh, and by the way, head over there and catch up with uh, Lawson. Yeah, yeah. He's going to be there for the whole program, taking notes, interviewing speakers, he and uh, you can catch up with Lawson right there. At Lawson the, the Young uh, Gun. Yes. Uh, we just want to say thanks uh, to our faithful listeners who message us when the broadcast goes down. Yeah. Sometimes thanks, we don't Chris. know. We're like doing it, sitting here doing our thing, and people are like messaging, "Hey, we're not on air. What's going on?" We think we're on air. We sound like we're on air. Yeah, I can hear Lyle. That's fine with me. Yeah. <laughs> why can't you hear us? <laughs> so yeah, thank you to our to our our, our canaries in the mine. <laughs> yeah, head over to that podcast and uh, catch that interview that you missed. All right. It's time for another clue, Lyle. It is time for another clue, and then it is time for a Bible study. Mm, very interested to see where we go today. Okay, this is clue number four for our What Creature Am I? The book of Hebrews says that it is impossible for the blood of bulls and these creatures to take away sins. I'm surprised nobody's got this one yet. I mean, it can be a little weird sounding. I mean, that thing where this animal is a sin offering and Aaron has to lay its hands on their heads and confess the sins of Israel and then sends it out in the desert. No, it's just not weird sounding. It's, there's one in... Uh, that can be weird sounding to someone who might not have heard it before. The first time I heard that, I was like, what? Yeah, I guess so. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, having said that... Maybe maybe if we run out of quiz clues, we'll get Lyle to do an impression oh, of one I'm, of these. Oh, okay. <laughs> 
I used to be able to talk to these. <laughs> I did. Why am I, I could not talk, surprised? I could talk this language. I could speak this language and I used to be able to whisperer. speak it well. Wow. We are definitely going to get that to that part of the show today. We're In fact, I could go impression. anywhere where these creatures existed and I could start a conversation and they would instantly, you would see their heads would come up and they would start talking back. You better practice in the next song break because I'm going to make you do that on air. I've only got one clue left. It's been, it's, I'm not, it's Before been like we get to question 40, of the day, 40 years you have, since I've You have like it. two songs and three ads in between the last Bible study and question of the day. Where you're gonna okay, be somebody please answer the quiz. Don't call no Please one. answer the, the number quiz. number is 1-800-123456. <laughs> That's the new number. Call that. <laughs> Meanwhile, Lyle's been practicing some weird animal noises <laughs> in the studio. I wonder whose number that actually is. <laughs> and you get some weird phone calls like, what? <laughs> No. I'll give you double prizes One, if you don't call now. One eight hundred three two four eight four three. Don't call the number. Eight four three. Okay, Lyle. All right, we won't be doing this on air. Yes, we Mon gang, you can be all by yourself. Uh, okay, Bible study time. We're going to continue our creation theme and Mon Exodus chapter 20, if you could turn there, please. Yes, indeed. This actually continues on from what we were talking about yesterday, where we were talking about a group of people who decided that it doesn't matter which day was the Sabbath, you could just had to keep one day in seven. Any day was good enough. The principle was, you know, as long as you keep the principle of the law, the principle just said, you know, one day in seven. It's so funny how we and treat so, God like this when yeah. we don't treat each other like this. We would no. never treat other people like this. Yeah, like rock up for your birthday like a month late yeah. with cake. It's just any day of the year, right? It'll do. Yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't feel very special. Your anniversary was like in January. Oh, never mind. We celebrate in November. <laughs> Can you imagine your wife? Like, <laughs> livid. Okay. But the fact is that my anniversary day... Is no different from any other day. Correct. You know, the sun goes up, the sun goes down, sometimes it rains and sometimes it doesn't. It's no different from any other day. It is what we attach to that day or what my wife attaches to that day. No, it's what we attach to that day. Watch yourself. (laughs) She's listening. Yeah, it's what the day is in in memoriam of. It's what you're actually remembering. She's she's concentrating on something else right now. Okay, because you got away with it. She's trying to keep us on air. You got away with it. Desperately, I did. Okay. Yeah, it's it's more about what you're trying to remember on that day. That's right. The Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we celebrate Anzac Day on Anzac Day, not on like Australia Day. Yeah. Yeah. Queen's birthday kind of blows that theory a little bit. Yeah. Good on you, Queenie. Because we put on a long weekend because yeah. we're Aussies. <laughs> but when it comes to God, you don't do that kind of thing with God. God said, "Remember the seventh day, Sabbath, Saturday." Um, he was very specific about that. And he did not make any other... You can't make a day holy that God hasn't made holy. Yeah, he didn't give any leeway on this. Yeah. He was just specific. He was to the point. Okay, so Exodus chapter 20, verse 8 through 11. Let's find out why God was so specific about this particular day. Exodus 20, verse 8 to 11. Remember to observe the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. You have six days each week for your ordinary work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath day of rest dedicated to the Lord your God. On that day, no one in your household may do any work. This includes you, your sons and daughters, your male and female servants, your livestock, and any foreigners living with you. For in six days the Lord made the heavens, the earth, the sea, and everything in them. But on the seventh day he rested. That is why the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and set it apart as holy. Okay, so when you look at this particular commandment here, 
at the end of that, why is it that God said that he made the seventh day holy? Because that was the day he rested from creation. That's the, and how long does the Bible say that creation took? Six days. Six days. Very simple verse. Yeah. The Bible says, For in six days the Lord made heaven, earth, the sea, the fountain, and all them is, wherefore the Lord blessed the seventh day and rested on it and commands us to keep it also as a day of rest. Now, can I have a bit of a brag? Go on then. I don't do this very often. Okay, go on then. But hey, the Faith FM is a uh, is a radio station put on by the Seventh Day Adventist Church, mm-hmm. and there's some things about this that 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 kind of make me happy, and some things that about this that make me absolutely hang my head in shame. Okay, in relationship to being an Adventist. Okay, uh, so research from around the world shows that um, Adventists have the highest level of belief in creation of any church in the world. Amen. So there's my brag. Mm-hmm. Um, and him, here I hang my head in shame. Uh, that means that we are sitting about 80%. Ooh, that's not great. But our nearest competitor amongst the Baptists is at 30%. That's really, really low. What is and here's, the, here's, and, and here's, uh, here's something that's interesting. Uh, and, and here's where I come back to my brag again. Um, Adventists have been promoting a biblical healthy lifestyle as found in the book of Leviticus, and we've been promoting that for about 150 years, and science has now caught up and found that we're living, hey, guess what, 10 to 15 years longer than everybody else. And now, Adventists have been clinging to the concept of creation, and scientists have been saying, oh, you guys are sticking your head in the sand, you need to become you know, theistic evolutionists or something like this, and guess what? Science is now catching up. If you stick with the Word of God, you never will find yourself ashamed. Yeah. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. Speaking of being ashamed. (laughs) (laughs) That thing always catches me. Come on. There's this screen up here with a red flashing light on it. There's a screen up there, but there's some crochet down here, Lyle. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So what were you about to say? I, yeah, I think it, I think one of the best things about being a Christian is having this absolute truth and not just being like a reed blowing around in the wind, just, you know, going with one trend and then the next trend and then this belief and then that world belief and then just being I mean, blown how many, around. How many diets have come and gone in the last I forty know. years? It's can you crazy. can you list how many? No, how so many, many have come and gone? And how many know, versions of evolution are there going to be? And like, it's like you watch people running around trying to figure out what the truth is. And in the meantime, as a Christian, you can just stand still on the rock. It's like when the paleo diet first came out, and everybody was excited about the yeah, paleo diet, nonsense. you know. And I looked at the paleo diet and gone, yeah, this is based on evolution, the concept of yeah. evolution. This Bath. is rubbish. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And everybody was excited, like, oh no, 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 this is the most amazing thing ever. Well, guess what? Now we all know that it is absolute rubbish. rubbish. Yeah, you can just disregard it out of hand yeah yeah <laughs> you could go on and on and on and on and list diet after diet after diet there is a diet in the bible people yeah it's a very simple one mm-hmm. follow that one it's yeah. gonna work can't you go know wrong. you can't go wrong if you follow the word of god you will never be ashamed sticking by god's word amen um, and that's you know the book's three and a half thousand years old seriously you know, you look at you look at uh, medical science from three and a half thousand years ago, um, say amongst the Egyptians or the Babylonians or some other ancient civilization that had writing, and it's just a whole bunch of voodoo. You come to the Bible, and it is as current today under modern science as it was all those years ago. 
And it's exactly the same with the subject of creation. Um, everything in the biblical account is being vindicated by science uh, more and more so every day. Isn't that funny how some people don't want to listen to the Bible, which is, you know, a sensible book, but they want to listen to like imaginary Neanderthal, like dopey cavemen. And they'd rather do like the diet that they were following than. Yeah, let's go and become cavemen. That's going to work. <laughs> it seems so crazy to me. <laughs> Amazing. All right. Um, so the Bible says that we are to keep the Sabbath as a memorial of creation, right? Mm-hmm. Turn to Deuteronomy chapter 5, verse 12. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus. Deuteronomy chapter 5 Deuteronomy. and verse 12. And while you're turning there, let me ask you this question. Uh, was the Sabbath given for um, Jewish people or for all people? All peoples. And how do you know that? Because this was before Jewish people. Uh, Ten Commandments, wasn't it? Oh, no, sorry, not the well, creation was before Jewish creation people. Creation was before Jewish people. Yeah, because in, um, in the Ten Commandments, he's qu- he's quoting the creation week, right? That's right. And that was, that was predating Jews. Adam was not a Jew. Adam was not a Jew. Adam was not an Israelite. He was not an Israelite, that's right. Adam was an Antediluvian. Correct. Yeah, it's I kind of a cool word. name, isn't it? I love that word. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'd love to meet an antediluvian. I look forward to meeting some antediluvians one day. I wonder whether they will, uh, you know, when we're having a chat with them, like, oh yeah, where do you come from? You know, what part of the world do you come? Oh, we're antediluvians. Yeah. You know, we come from when there was just one race. I wonder if they even know that's what they're called. They don't. Yeah. They're dead. Yeah. But they will find out. <laughs> we will remind them. We will tell them. We will inform them. Of who they are. I wonder how many of them there will be. Ah, I don't know. Could be lots. Uh, where were we going? Deuteronomy chapter 5. And would you like to read for us? This is the Ten Commandments. Uh, verse ooh, 12 through 15. And answer me this. Why does the Bible say that we are to keep the Sabbath? Observe the Sabbath day by keeping it holy, as the Lord your God has commanded you. You have six days each week for your ordinary work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath day of rest dedicated to the Lord your God. On that day, no one in your household may do any work. This includes you, your sons and daughters, your male and female servants, your oxen and donkeys and other livestock, and any foreigners living among you. All your male and female servants must rest as you do. Remember that you were once slaves in Egypt, but the Lord your God brought you out with his strong hand and powerful arm. That is why the Lord your God has commanded you to rest on the Sabbath day. All right. Mm. Let's think about this one then in a little bit more depth. The Bible says, remember that you were slaves and that you were brought out of the land of Egypt. This is why God has commanded you to keep the Sabbath. So why has God commanded you to keep the Sabbath according to this passage? Yes, yeah. of God doing what? Of God delivering the uh, the Israelites from their slavery. Does that apply to you, Mon? Well, yeah, because I'm a spiritual Jew and he delivers me from my slavery of sin. Mm. Mm. A lot of people out there would say, oh, Mon's ducking and weaving right now. She's trying to make excuses. The Bible says that the Sabbath was made for Jewish people to remember that they were once slaves. I think people need to remember that we're all slaves. I think that's a very, very good point that you are raising right there. And that throughout the Bible, this is a biblical principle. Egypt is, in the Bible, a symbol of sin. Living in Egypt is a symbol of living in sin. Living in sin is a form of slavery. 
And so what we have here very simply is that both of these verses apply equally to everyone. We have all been brought out of slavery by the grace of God. I didn't know that about living in Egypt as being a symbol of living in sin, but yeah, yeah. I get it now. Yeah. Uh-huh, absolutely. Here's something else that's interesting about Egypt, um, and, and it fits right, right in with the whole concept of uh, slavery, bondage to sin, and the concept of um, uh, you know being being uh, emancipation, yeah, trapped in sin, basically. Mm-hmm. Egypt in the Bible is not just a symbol of sin and living in sin, but is also a symbol of atheism. Did you know that? Oh, I didn't know that. Mm, and atheism is where we have this whole concept of evolution coming from. Oh, snaps. So they all kind of link in together. So the Bible uses Egypt as a symbol of atheism. And one of the reasons is that the Egyptians were atheists. I mean, but, but they had like a whole bunch of kooky gods. Like, why would they be atheists? They're just like... Yeah, they had about 3,500 gods. How can you be an atheist when you've got like 3,500 yeah, gods? that's quite surprising. Yeah, it, it, it works a little bit like this. It was a two-tier, two-tier religion, which was not uncommon in the ancient world, um, where you have, you know, all the sheeples mm-hmm. that believe in all of these different gods. Yeah. And they are told about those gods by the priests. Mm-hmm. The priests know all about the gods. They're well educated in the gods. They know all of the myths and the legends and, you know, they can tell you about gods all day long. But they do not believe in personal gods. They believe in the force of nature. And so they've looked at the force of nature. They've said, you know what, we are going to honor the force of nature, which is not a personal god. It's just, you know, an impersonal force. But to make that something that we can explain to the population, we are going to um, turn them into personal gods, to turn all the different forces of nature into personal gods. So there was the force of recreation. There was the force of the sun. There was the force of water. These are, you know, procreation, I should, should say, not recreation, but procreation. Um, these were all seen as being you know, very powerful forces in nature giving life, and they so, so they personified these forces. Isn't that but in- at a high level, mm-hmm. they were atheists. But isn't that interesting that as soon as they were like educated, well-educated, they realized that these nonsense gods couldn't possibly exist? Yes. I feel like that's the key. And that's why when you, you see snippets of it coming through, when Moses goes to Pharaoh and says, you know, God has said, let my people go. This is why Pharaoh turns around and says, yeah, who's God? Mm, yeah. I don't know God. Mm-hmm. Why should I serve God? I know the river and I know the wind. and Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because he had been initiated into the higher levels of the Egyptian religion. He's like, God doesn't exist. Don't, don't go telling me that God has said this and God has said that. And so then God reveals his power to Pharaoh and Pharaoh should have woken up, but Pharaoh was stubborn. And you find the same thing with a lot of people today. You can, you can uh, hit them with um, evidence after evidence after evidence after evidence for the existence of God. Um, and of course, we've got. If you're wondering about the evidence for the existence of God, we have a program starting this Friday in Gilliston Heights. There, in your Newcastle, Hunter, um, Nelson Bay region, anywhere with, within an hour's drive of Maitland, head along to Gilliston Heights this Friday. Where an ex-atheist will be speaking. Yes. Mm. And so this guy, you know, completely raised with no knowledge of God whatsoever at all, Peter Watts, um, just living his life, doing his thing, 
not even considering that God exists and God steps into his life. Bang. And rather than being like Pharaoh and just hardening his heart and becoming stubborn, he's like, you know what? I'm actually going to do something about this. And he does. And it completely changes his life. You want to hear that story? You need to be there on Friday night. Anyway, Fountain View Academy Orchestra and Singers. That was the Fountain View Academy Orchestra and Singers with Don't Forget the Sabbath, a very appropriate song chosen by our producer right here to go along with our theme for today where we are talking about the subject of the Sabbath. Last clue, Lyle, and then it's time for you to make animal noises. No, we're not I'm making so animal noises. I'm so excited about this. Uh-uh. Dude, if you don't do it, 1-800-324-843 is the number. Here comes a clue coming your direction. Matthew 25 tells us how the time will come when the Son of Man will separate the sheep. From these animals. Okay, what kind of animals are those? In Daniel chapter 8, you find one of these animals that has only one horn. Mm, so if you've been thinking this whole time... A unicorn version of it. If you've been thinking this whole time that's a sheep, well, you've been wrong. It's the one that's almost a sheep, but not quite. It's almost 100 a sheep. How do you mean it's almost a sheep? Well, it's like people associate the two together. They're very similar. Only because that verse in Matthew, I think. They're not very similar. They They're vastly very different. similar. They are different, similar. Very different personalities. It's like doves and pigeons. They're basically the same thing. You know how you know how big the stations it's are? It's like squirrels and chipmunks. You know how big the stations it's are like in central? moose Central's- and horse. Yeah, whatever. Uh, Donkey and elk. <laughs> moose and horse. They, 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 look, talk, move between equines, equines and, and antelopes. Have kind of nothing in common. Look, they've got a body and four legs. <laughs> okay, all right. Yeah, it's just like a sheep. <laughs> 
Look, I know these two are very similar because I can crochet both of their yarns. So I saw something just gobsmacking amazing on my trip away in relationship to these creatures. Um, you know how big the stations are in, in uh, the outback? Like massive, mm. massive stations. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, stations that are bigger than Belgium kind of thing. Um, <laughs> yep. you know, they, they talk about their... Uh, their, 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 uh, you know, the big, the big ranches that they have in Texas. Mm. Yeah, they'd be like the front paddock on Anna Creek Station. Oh wow, wow, <laughs> love it. <laughs> but big stations out there. One of the things I saw that I've never seen in the outback before is these massive stations that are putting in feral proof fencing. Now it's not oh. cat and dog proof or cat, you know, cat and, and fox proof, which is a bit disappointing. But just thousands of kilometres of uh, pig and this animal proof fencing. Really? Yep, yep. High tensile ring lock. And it's like, how on earth do you ever afford to do that? Apparently, the ferals out there are so bad and so destructing, they're getting a return on investment in five years. Whoa. Far out. Yeah, there's thousands of kilometres of high tensile ring lock fencing. I didn't realise this animal was such a feral out there. Oh, I didn't realise I didn't realise they had them out there. We started uh, we started counting the mobs, mobs um, that we were seeing just on the road, just on the side of the road, coming into Cobar, mm-hmm. um, and we were going past them for probably maybe two or three hours, and they averaged a mob every seven hundred metres. I think our listeners are so intrigued to find out what animal we're talking about. Yeah. You definitely have to make I have noise. never seen anything like it. Uh, that was the problem. That was the, I that, mean, this animal is I notorious there, for its cheekiness and its you yeah. know, destructiveness. I saw them there, you know, west of Cobar, and I also saw them around Tibberborough. Mm-hmm. Uh, between Burke and Tibberborough, we saw quite a few, but not as many by a long shot. The rest of the outback was um, pretty dead with the drought. That's but, sad. It's sad that yeah. you've. I, I'm. I'm actually. The saddest thing about your trip, Lyle, that you've told me when you came back, is how few native animals you yes, saw, no and that you life. saw a bunch of feral animals that have now taken over our Australian backyard. It is really, our ecosystem really sad. Is under attack. It is just a mess. Anyway, we should get back into our Bible study. We were talking about the Sabbath. Yes, we and were. And how the Sabbath commemorates two things. First mm-hmm. of all, it commemorates the fact that Jesus created us. Each one of us is the individual personal creation of God. A wonderful thing to be reminded of every week. That's right. The second thing is that we are recreated by God. In other words, we are redeemed by God. We are bought back by God. And that, of course, is symbolized by what took place in Egypt. The Israelites were slaves in Egypt, and God bought them back. He redeemed them. He he took them out of the land of Egypt. He set them free. He took them to the promised land. And the Sabbath is a memorial, once again, of our redemption. It is a memorial that Jesus is the one who has uh, given his life to save us from a life of sin and to redeem us so that we can find rest in his grace. You see, the Sabbath is all about rest. And it's a memorial of rest. Uh, it's a, it's, it's, it's kind of like, it's kind of like a park. Sabbath is kind of like a park. Okay. But rather than being, um, you know, like a national park, or a lot of national parks while I was away, or a city park, it is like a park. I want you to think about this concept. It's a park in time. Ooh, I like that, Lyle. And you know what's so great about that? 
was. Is that when God created a park in time, he created something that could never be lost. Mm. You know, you think about that for a moment. How many parks over the years have been lost? I'm Mm -hmm. sure that there were many nice parks that, say, for instance, Solomon built. Yeah. When he built Jerusalem into one of the greatest capital cities that the world ever saw. The the, the Hanging Gardens of Babylon. Babylon. Oh, what I wouldn't give to see. Amazing park. Gone. Vanished. And it's very easy to create a park here that disappears. Find some valuable minerals in it and suddenly it's not a park anymore. It's It's a mine. mine. Mm -hmm. Yeah. you know, so it's very easy to, to create park and, 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 and then it disappears. But when you create it in time, it cannot be lost. Or can it? Good question. Mm. Because some people ask me that question. They're like, oh, but what about, if, what about if it was lost? Okay, by creating a park in time, if you set it to a date, eh, it could be lost. But by setting it to a day rather than a date... You've made something that is impossible to be lost. Have you ever lost a day, Mon? I've never lost a day. I've lost a day a few times. Oh, have you? Yeah, I woke up, thought it was Tuesday. It was actually Wednesday. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah those kind of losings, yeah. How long, does that, uh, how long does that misconception last? Usually you find out on the day. Yeah, you usually find out on the day. In fact, I don't think I've ever lost a day where I haven't found out on the day. Why, why do you find out? You ask someone. Or somebody tells, tells you. you yeah. Or something happens. Or you hear it on the news. Or you see the date. Mm-hmm. Somebody corrects you, right? Yep. Okay. So, by putting it on a day, think about the logistics of actually losing that day. Right. Is it possible? Let's say that somebody in Jerusalem loses the Sabbath day. They woke up and they thought it was Sunday. Yeah, say that actually happens, mm-hmm. right? Um, is nobody going to correct them? No. What about if everyone in Jerusalem has the same experience on the same day? It's still not going to happen. The whole planet would have to wake up on this. It's just not. For a day to be lost, you have to have the entire planet make the same mistake on the same day in an era where there are no calendars and nobody ever correct them. And so for three and a half thousand years, we have uh, the history of Jewish people keeping the Sabbath day. Um, for the last 2,000 years, we have the history of uh, Christianity keeping the Sabbath day. Uh, for a similar amount of time, for about the last um, 1,700 years, we have the history of the Roman Catholic Church keeping Sunday, which identifies which day is the seventh day, the one before Sunday. Uh, for about 1,600 years, we have the history of Islam keeping Friday. You can't lose the weekly cycle. No. It's impossible to lose. the. There are lots of things that you can lose in time. The one thing that it is impossible to lose is the weekly cycle, and that's why God attached the Sabbath day to the weekly cycle because God knew that it didn't matter. If, you know, if you, Even if you did not have a calendar, this was something it would be impossible to lose. But it seems you might forget which day it was or not know the right day or be told the wrong day, and that's something we're going to tackle after this song break. Yes, we are indeed.
Are you constantly amazed by the wonders of creation? Do you find the science behind all living things fascinating? Then you need to be at the 2019 Faith and Science Conference. 13 top-level scientists and professors from around the world will be presenting on the most astounding discoveries, completely refuting the theory of evolution. July 16 to 19 at Avondale College in Coorenbong, New South Wales. For details, call us now on 1-800-324-843. Is forgiveness, or the lack of forgiveness, eating away at you? A relationship breakdown, maybe. Long-term hurt, unresolved conflict. You know, it can be dealt with. If you want to break the cycle and start living a more forgiving life, Forgive to Live is a program designed to help us all improve our lives and be more forgiving. Don't let it eat away at you anymore. If you're keen to discover the power of forgiveness, why don't you take that first step and head to forgivetolive.org.au. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio.
Church Sisters, where we'll never grow old here on Faith FM. Yeah, you'll never grow old on Faith FM. Yeah, that's right, because your voice doesn't... Well, your voice can age, but your face doesn't really, like... Ah, but we'll never grow old if we're covered by the blood of Jesus. That's the main point. And that's where we need to... uh, That's where all of us need to be at this time. So, Lyle. Yes. It's time for our final clue for the quiz. Yes. You know what you need to do. No. If you don't do it, I'll do it. Good. I am waiting. I'm butcher it. <laughs> so, so what critter am I? Mm-hmm. And Lyle's too chicken to uh, make the noise. Even though he's <laughs> talked himself up as being like a bit of a animal whisperer in this particular department. Oh, I can totally communicate with these well, creatures. Well, apparently you can't because you're not going to do it. I used so, to be able to have long no, conversations back in the day. No, you didn't. It's all a lie. Anyway, go ahead. It's all a lie unless go you ahead. prove it. Uh-huh. Go ahead. So, it's an animal that goes, meh. No, it doesn't. See, I knew he was doesn't do sound that. anything like that. It Go goes, on. <laughs> I knew I could do it. <laughs> Give us a call if you know what animal that is. Sounded like a sheep. One eight hundred. No, no. Sheep's go bah. This this animal goes ma. It's a but and a mu. It's a big difference. Uh, Give us a call, 1-800-FAITH-FM, 1-800-324-843 is the number if you want to win the prize. Uh, Lyle, it is time for our question of the day. Yes, what's our question and, of the day? And uh, our question of the day is actually a follow-up one from our study today. And uh, so this is this is interesting because you did a huge speech about how the day of the Lord could not be forgotten, right? Yeah, like that's the right. Sabbath day could not be uh-huh. forgotten. And because yet, it's uh, created in time. You can't lose something that's yeah. created in time. And yet so many people on the entire planet seem to have forgotten it because... Mm-hmm. And, the, and the, it's the only commandment that says remember. Yeah. Because God knew people would forget. So why does most of the planet appear to be worshipping? Like, why do most Christians It's human nature. If we are told to do something, we will always do the opposite. Have you ever noticed that about children? Yes. It's like, don't touch that. What do they do? They touch it. Uh-huh, uh-huh. You know, and it's just the same with with adults and God. God says, "Do this," and they do the opposite. 
And so in this particular instance, uh, God said, remember the Sabbath day, remember the seventh day to keep it holy, that's Saturday. It um, always has been. You can read that in Luke chapter 24 and many other places in the Bible. That's never changed uh, and never been lost. However, as human beings, you know, we love to, uh, to mess with anything that God says. And so if you study the history of the change of the Sabbath, very, very interesting history. Jesus kept the Sabbath. Jesus commanded the Sabbath to be kept right down to the end of time. The disciples kept the Sabbath. Um, they honored the Sabbath. Paul did. You can find it right through the New Testament. There's no mention of Sunday anywhere in the Bible being, you know, not even a hint of Sunday being kept as a day of worship. So how did we get there? Okay, so the first Sunday keeping began around about two to three hundred years after Christ. And the way it worked was this. The world was divided between uh, Christianity, which was the new religion exploding across the world, and the ancient pagan uh, religions that honored the first day of the week, the day of the sun, because the sun was the preeminent God amongst, you know, this is the God that all religions outside of Christianity and Judaism had in common. They all honored and worshiped the sun. And so to become a Christian was an inconvenience. It meant that you worshipped on a different day of the week. It meant that your neighbors thought that you had suddenly turned into a Jew because Jews were the only people in the world, they thought, who worshipped on a different day of the week. They were the, the odd ones out. And it became a barrier for Gentiles becoming Christians. And so the Christians looked at this barrier and they said, you know what we should do is this. We should make Sunday our evangelistic day because that's the day of rest for all of the pagan world and that's the day that they're used to worshipping on. So we'll have a worship service on that day and invite all of our friends to, to, to that evangelistic, evangelistic event on Sunday. But on the Sabbath day, we will prepare for that day by having a day of fasting and prayer. We'll all go to church, we'll fast and we'll pray. Well, guess which one do you think they enjoyed the most? Mm -hmm. The big fellowship lunch that they had with their evangelistic project on Sunday. And so then um, in the cities of Rome and Alexandria, they said, you know what? The pagans do this. Why don't we just do what the pagans do? And it will make it so much easier for pagans to become Christians if they're just doing the same thing. They're just sort of changing the name but not changing so much else about themselves in becoming a Christian. And so they just started to keep Sunday. Well, that created a terrible, terrible rift in the world and in Christianity. There were church councils held. There was uh, debate. And gradually from the two cities of Rome and Alexandria, this paganized form of Christianity began to spread. Just a uh, uh, couple of... No, I'm out of time. Anyway, I'll talk more about it tomorrow. This is One Clear Voice.
clear voice i'm trying to be like jesus and that's what we should all be trying to do today isn't that so Matt, what yes it is uh, <laughs> i'm just fixing it now all right is that better moving on <laughs> let's all try and be like jesus and not amen. like mom amen for sure <laughs> for absolute sure it is time for us to give away a freebie be the first person to call us right now and you can snap up a copy of the ministry of healing by eg white this is a really great book and if you're wondering why uh lyle and i were so cocky earlier about you know disregarding all these quacky diets out there it's because books like this exist yeah that's right this books, one's been around for what 150 years and it's just based on the bible bible health <laughs> so, and it's still just as current as the day it was written I mean, 150 years ago if you went to the doctor with the flu they'd bleed you that's right it's just like, oh we've got too much blood let's yeah. drain some out if you had a cough they recommend smoking like it's just crazy so yeah. give us a call 1-800-FAITH-FM uh the ministry of healing uh, one of the best books on health you'll ever read. And spirituality. Yes, that's right. This book, probably more than any other book I've ever read, creates the link between health and spirituality. Amen. Amen. Um, and, it, and, and, and it outlines it in probably the clearest possible way. Um, yeah, it's just, it, it is a masterpiece. True purpose for your health. And it's where you'll read about the eight laws of health that are found in the Bible. Give us a call, 1-800-FAITH-FM, 1-800-324-843. First person will snap that up. Lyle, mm-hmm. 
The creation conference is happening today. Creation conference is happening today. The Does God Exist conference is happening on, on Friday. Friday. Yep. Um, there's so much happening. At Everything's the moment. happening. Yeah, dry July is going on. Congratulations and keep yes. going, all you dry Julyers. Um, also, we have uh, many different ways you can study the Bible for yourself. Uh, there doesn't need to be an event for that. Just give us a call at any time. One eight hundred Faith FM. We can definitely set you up with Bible studies uh, if you'd like to learn by yourself or in a group setting or with a teacher online paper format. You want to do Lyle's course? Lyle wrote one called the Prophetic Code. So many different ways you can do it. Definitely give us a call here. One eight hundred Faith FM. And of course, we love you guys. We love your coming in the morning. And so please do join us every morning right here on Faith FM where we study the Bible and talk about Jesus together. i